us have made mistakes in our lives that we so regret. We're ashamed of it, we struggle with it, and there are just these things in our life that we wish we would have done different. There's been warnings, we've been told to do different, we, we should have done it different, we know God, and then bam, how did we end up there to begin with? Today the show is to reject shame and guilt. The way Satan works, he wants to lure you in, he puts you in the trap, and then once you've made the mistake, he's gonna beat you up with rejection, with shame and guilt. And that is today's show's title again, Reject shame and guilt. If it's you that is struggling with rejection, if it is you that is struggling with guilt, I have great news for you. With me is my dear friend and weekly prayer partner, Christine Schott. She just wrote a book and we're going to tell you all about that. But the most thing is that she has a story that has touched my life and I know it will change yours as well. So Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you. Now yeah. you had a dream once, and that dream was on a bridge, and it made a big impact on you. What was that dream about? Yes, it did. The dream was, the bridge was over a pit, and I experienced Jesus asking me if I would walk over the bridge. And I looked and said, well, if you go with me and hold my hand, then I would do it. <clears throat> and so he took my hand, and I began to walk over the bridge. And as I did, there were demonic forces reaching up onto the bridge, trying to grab me and pull me down in the pit. Oh. And um, he brought me to the other side. Wow. Yes. So he gave you a dream. Mm hmm and he was going to hold your hand. Isn't that kind of like when Peter denied Jesus and he offered him bread while he was fishing after he was resurrected? Say that again? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that like Jesus was right there for Peter even when oh, Peter yes. made mistakes? Yes. So, so what happened? Why did you get this warning about this dream? Uh, nothing happened for probably a good 10 years oh, after, wow. after the dream. And at that point, my entire life changed. I became, I was married, and we ha were looking for a new business. Mm -hmm. And I became tempted to fall in love with the man who owned the business that we were trying to buy. Uh, and ultimately, we did buy it. Now, I recall something <coughs> that your husband at the time really yeah. encouraged you to do this and you actually did not want to. Correct. So, so yes. you know, there's a little more to that. So, yes. what happened next? Um, I began to fight against the temptation, but my husband wanted me to go and learn the skills of the business we were doing from this man. Okay. And so I went and that just made it more difficult <laughs> to resist. Uh, when I <coughs> when I returned, uh, I was a different person. I was tempted to commit adultery with this man, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. Resisting, Good for you. Good resisting. For you. But I was I was changed. My husband finally said, "What's wrong with you? Did something happen up there?" And I and I said, "Well, yes. I I feel like I'm falling in love with this man, but I don't want to." And um, how did he take that? He 
didn't say much at the moment, but he had been an alcoholic, sober for three years, and he went back to drinking. He became <sighs> angry, 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 angry just at the thought. So you I were crying out for help. Yes. And yes. he took it like, you don't love me anymore, exactly. I'm not good enough. Exactly. He took it personal. So yes. instead of fighting together... Right. Which is what I hoped for. Yeah. And I, I also could see his side, you know? Yes. I, I, I could totally get that <laughs> yes. too, you know? It would be hard to take that. Yes, it would. But yet, there, there was there a support system? Did you go to the church? Did you get help? What was the support system you had at the time dealing with this? Nothing, because we were new in the community. Oh, no. So I didn't know anybody <laughs> wow. to go to. Uh, I started going to a church, of course, and did go talk to the pastor. In fact, the pastor got a word of knowledge in the sermon, and <coughs> I had gone to church, and he said, somebody's here that needs to stop doing what they're doing. Mm. He said, these thoughts came to me a week ago, but I didn't say them, because he said, I don't usually do that, but I'm saying it today. So I went and talked to him and told him what was going on. Okay. So okay. And, and yet on those moments, those crucial moments, those important moments, and that might be you right now there too, there are these moments in your life, you know you're about to go wrong, you don't want to go wrong, you do not want to go that direction, and who is there for you that is a counselor and a mentor and guide for you? And mm -hmm. I just want to encourage you, call us because we want to say there are options but you have to understand that there are thoughts coming in from one side and there are thoughts coming in from the other side how do you distinguish those how do you set them apart and how do you say no to what your flesh is running after because you felt you've been missing out for so long that is tricky but there is an answer to that and i'm excited to share that with you so chris you were there what happened next uh, well, as I was explaining, my husband became more and more and more angry. Yes. And uh, he took his life. Oh, no. He committed suicide? He committed suicide. Yes. Was this when he was drunk? Yes. Oh, no. I, yeah. That I must have been devastating to you. And to his son. His son was 12 years old, our son. Uh. 12 years old. And so he lost his daddy. And... Actually, he lost me, too, because I became a Distanced nervous breakdown. I was, became irresponsible. I'd get up in the morning and say, okay, I'm going to do everything right. These, this is what I have to accomplish today. And I'd get a phone call from this man and bam, in oh, the wow. car on my way. Wow. Uh, so. so, yeah, it's been... You eventually married him. Yes, I eventually. Everything turned around. There was yes. a lot of neglect with the kids. And that's yes. where I'm going to stop right there. It's amazing when you are a Christian and things still go wrong. But stay tuned because Jesus did bring her to the other side of the bridge. Just want you to know there is hope for everybody. And shame and guilt is not of God. God loves you. Mm -hmm. We'll be right back. Bar TV. The stories we bring, the problems we show, the solutions we present are real. They are raw and they are authentic. The stories we share are with real people. Are you struggling or do you know someone that has problems? We want you to know that you are not alone. Many can relate. Are you afraid? God wants to give you peace. Do you feel unloved? Know that God loves you. God wants to give you love, peace, joy, and hope. 
It's all about the real deal. Barb TV wants to share with you its resources, answers, and hope. It is time to not live in a mediocre life, but for you to step into your full potential. God has great plans for you. We have great answers, resources, and hope. BarbTV.org or 855-515-5550. With me is Chris Schatz, who has an incredible story. She did not want to go to the affair. She ended up in an affair. Her husband ended up committing suicide. And everything became so complicated. And you might be able to relate with this if it is you that has had an abortion before, even as a Christian. And there's many of you out there. And you're struggling or an affair, the guilt and the shame. You want different. You write your list. You want to turn it around. But how do you get back to that seat that you surrender and no longer are conformed by every little glitch that happens during the day, but are able to be able to be transformed to start to stay and be who God created you to be? So that's what it's about right now. So Chris, this was you. You yes. love Jesus. Yes. You dealt with shame yes. and guilt. Yes. And how did the church respond once it went wrong, you know? Uh, the church at that point in my life wasn't really involved. Uh, right. Um, so there was not any support that way, except for one lady that was a new friend in the community and a very strong Christian, and she would counsel me. But I still was so drawn weak and, and drawn that I would run off anyway now is it possible <coughs> um, first of all I, we both of us don't agree with an affair of right. course not but is it possible since your dad rejected you your first husband the gambler rejected you mm -hmm. your second husband rejected you that you were so hungry for something you were running with all your might just to go get it Yes, my heart was desperate for love, and I, don't, I didn't have the words for that. I hadn't had the thought for that. It was in hindsight that I could see, because when I married this man that I had the affair with, I loved him desperately, but it didn't satisfy me. Interesting. Yes. Because what you think would fix it... <laughs> it didn't. It did not. No. And only Jesus could fix that yes. spot. Yes, and in my frustrations with him I would turn to Jesus every time wow, to, try you're on the bridge. A, to try and solve a problem yes that is so funny because <laughs> he was an alcoholic as well yes fun guy to be a Dutch and they're good but <laughs> right. fun guy to be with but so yeah. how did you go about moving forward with the situation which now was tough with the children everybody involved Right. Well, the children were all grown by this point, right. except for my son, and he chose to live with his sister mm -hmm. uh, rather than live with us, Okay. because there was still a lot of tension in his heart yeah. toward Jack. Yeah. And um, so when we would have conflict, at first I would fight back, rah, 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 verbalize my friend. You, the nice, quiet yeah. person? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I found out I could. It was kind of a revelation <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> because I'd always been withdrawn and quiet. Yes, yes. Uh, so I got so I would answer back, and that only made it worse. Mm. And a couple of dear elderly 
Christian ladies came to visit me one day. They said, so what's going on? We hear reports from the neighbors that it gets a little noisy. <laughs> so I explained to them. And one of them, bless her heart, she said to me, a soft answer turns away wrath, quoting from Proverbs. And I said, oh. So I prayed about it, thought about it, and decided that I would always just use a soft answer from that point on, no arguing. How and did that work? Would he'd start in on me, and I'd say to him, I love you, Jack, and I'm not going to fight with you. And then I'd just shut up and listen. Wow, that's tough, especially for a feisty one like <laughs> me, you know. That's tough, but did it give yeah. you the results you wanted? Over time it did. It was amazing, but not what I expected. Two things happened. One, since I had to be quiet in order not to fight with him, I began to listen to what he was saying, and I began to understand the motivation for his anger. And many times it had nothing to do with me. It had to do with his unresolved issues in his heart from his childhood. Wow. So, so the hurting started hurting other people. Yes. Wow. Now, you wrote a book, The yes. Tree of Faith. It has your whole life in it. Yes. And it talks about seats in there. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by those seats? I mean events, circumstances that were from God that began to develop faith, began to plant this tree that then grew into a tree of my faith. And so the seeds were The first one was probably... Um, my grandmother, she, when I was just five, six years old, she would put me in the chair beside her and start reading the Bible to me. Mm. Taught me Psalm 23. So that was a seed of faith, even though I didn't believe the way she did. I was just a little tiny type, but that knowledge was there. Um, and many seeds like that over the years, when God would be involved in my life or in my thinking or somebody would say something, uh, and eventually, I became um, baptized, became a believer, uh -huh. but I didn't know what I believed. Mm. I had never heard what the gospel message was about. I just knew that there was a God, and there was Jesus, and that was his son. And I remember talking to my sister on the phone one day, and I said, you know, I know Jesus saves you, but what is it he saves you from? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> you really did not no, know. No, I did not know. And I was a grown woman then. Wow. Um, wow. But eventually, uh, when I got saved a few years later, the charismatic um, began, outpouring of the Holy Spirit across mm -hmm. the Christians in the nation. And I got involved in that. In it's good, isn't it? <laughs> it <laughs> yeah. is good stuff. Yeah, we had this tough ex-Marine from World War II in our church, and he had a bad back, injured from the, from the war, and got healed miraculously with some Catholic nuns that prayed for him. Wow. And wow. so he came back to the Presbyterian church, and he's talking, 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 Jesus, no. This man is weird. That was what I thought. <laughs> yeah, I remember saying the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I got drawn in, and then baptized in the spirit and my life changed wow. dramatically. I knew Jesus then 
and so the, that was a huge seed. Wow. That was a big growth in the tree Chased of faith. Yes. And you might want that seed as well. Uh, stay tuned. You're going to like what you hear next. Peace is beautiful. However, finding peace is not always easy. But the result when you get there is life-changing. Are you ready to dream bigger, pray bigger, believe bigger, and live bigger? If you want to break free from dull Christianity and transform to a vibrant, active believer, what are you waiting for? Dare to Believe Big teaches you to believe like never before. It is time to grow, evolve, and expand. Discover four words that can transform your life. Are you ready to build a relationship with God? God has incredible plans for you. It is an exciting opportunity, and you can live each day with a high expectation of what God will do next. Don't wait any longer, and sign up for your new free membership. Sign up now and get a free gift at daretobelievebig.com. So Chris was talking about seeds, and what I loved about her story, that it brings hope. Because she was on that bridge, and Jesus brought her to the other side of the bridge in a dream, 10 years even, prior, before anything went wrong. And it talks, I really want to encourage you to read Matthew chapter 13, because it talks about those seeds. And I'm not going to read all the way it was, what the seeds were that were, were planted, but I want to read to you the explanation that Jesus gave for those seeds to the disciples. And starting in verse 18, it says, Now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. He plants seeds everywhere. And it says this, The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it, and then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The good news is Jesus won't stop planting seeds, because I've seen it. The seed on the rocky so soil, hold on, I missed my spot. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted and believing God's, for believing God's word. Now here's the third one. This is the one where I was stuck at up to just a couple of weeks ago. Amazing. And God will take you to those seeds and give them over and over and over back to you. The exciting news is... He wants you in the fourth one and won't stop till you get there. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's words, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. In another translation it says, busyness, busyness, busyness messes it all up and you get so busy. You don't have time to get to that seat that you see there, you want it there, you want to do something about it, and you just can't somehow get there. <laughs> but God has good news for you. The seat that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand. And I'm praying for you right now to truly hear and to truly understand. And if you're in a spot stuck with shame and guilt and rejection, I pray right now for mentors and angels to be sent to you to help you with that. Those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much has been planted. 
And that is where you arrived. I admire you so much, Chris, because you have become the pillar in the family. You went through all the seats. You didn't understand it, but you wanted it, and you didn't give up. And when the trouble came so hard, Jesus took your hand and walked you over that bridge. Yes. And now you pray for your whole family, and you are that foundation. And who would have thought that Jesus would use someone that had an affair that was right. a Christian right. as the pillar and foundation of the family to bring him to him. How is that feel? You know, <laughs> it's amazing to me that God uses us yes, it is and amazing. turns it around. It now, once you told me that you danced with Jesus and <laughs> last yes. night uh, or yesterday morning, I was worshiping the Lord and I had my hand up and in the hotel room, all of a sudden, he touched it while I was praising him Aww. with my hands up in the air. I was like, whoa. So what happened to you that Jesus actually danced with you? And when was that? That was just a few years ago, actually, that I experienced it. And <clears throat> it was a short dream before I woke up in the morning. And I was inside a, a cage, steel bars, you couldn't get out, padlocked. I'd been there for as long as I could remember, and I could see through the bars, but I couldn't get in and out of the cage. And <clears throat> one day Jesus showed up at the door of the cage. He said, would you like to come out? And I said, yes. So he unlocked the padlock, he had the key, and took it <laughs> off and opened the door. And then, interestingly enough, I thought at the time, he closed the door back up again and locked it and put the key in his pocket. Well, that's so specific, because that usually we think you just leave it open and mm, walk away. No, he didn't want me going back in. <laughs> wow. So the cage was all the negativity in my ah. thought life, uh, like you were speaking of earlier, guilt and all those things still unresolved. Um, and when I got out of the cage, he held out his hand. He said, would you like to dance? Wow, he danced with Jesus. I was amazed. And it was just a simple little, like a waltz, a uh, simple little dance. And then I woke up. Oh, that must have changed your life. <laughs> that must have changed your life. Yes, it certainly changed my heart life and my thinking. Wow. Yes. Um, you wrote a book about all this. Yes. And um, if people want to get a hold of a copy, because I know it made an impact on me, your book. It really did. So if people would like to have a copy of the book, where is it that they can go to? Uh, it's available on Amazon. Mm -hmm. uh, and you would just type in Amazon and then my name, initial C, initial J, and my last name, Shot S. C-H-A-T, so Amazon C.J. Shot, and it'll come right up on the page. Perfect, and yes. I know it was fun to read, and I remember what the biggest moment for me was reading that book. When you're writing in the book, uh -huh. and it, now you're with husband number three, mm -hmm. and, and you're writing in the book, and when you said, and he was a mean drunk, and it, I flipped almost. This is like, wow, because it doesn't always look as green, but you're giving a lot in the book that I'm not gonna give away right now. Okay. That is really <laughs> seeds for the people to minister to them. Yes. Could you share one of those seeds with our audience right now? Because there are so many people that have been in your shoes or are there right now. I think the biggest seed that he gave me was um, 
to begin to take everything to Him. Hmm. Everything is a potential growth if, it, if it's given into Jesus' hand or you receive it from His hand. You can't grow on your own if you're not planted in the soil. If you don't get watered, hmm. you're not going to grow if you're a tree. You're just going to shrivel up and die. And, and our faith is the same kind of thing. It needs contact with Him. It needs water. It needs um, manure. It needs all these things to grow and to grow healthy and to grow powerful. And the power is all in Jesus. We don't have it. In fact, sometimes the weaker we are, the greater the tree of faith becomes uh, because we take things to Him and get to see Him respond. We take things to Him and get to see Him respond. Not ourselves, but Him. So, wow, that's powerful. Yeah. I, I think that's right on. Mm. I think the Holy Spirit just poured that right out here on the floor, <laughs> uh, or actually in the air. So, if you could give our, our viewer right now a word that is in the situation where you used to be. They're struggling with that affair. They're struggling with, with the mistake they have made. What is the word that you want to tell them right now? God loves you. Wow. God loves you. He knew before he ever created you, what was going to happen. He wasn't surprised by your sin. He wasn't surprised by your struggle. He wasn't surprised by your failure. He's the Savior. And he will save the ones that need saving if we will just allow him to. And that's basically the in everybody in the world. Wow. But we need to receive that salvation. We need to do that dance with him wow. when he asks and we'll be free. I want to dance with Jesus. Yes. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Chris, thank you for coming to the show. Thank you, Barb. Wow. You know, that's such truth. Us as a world try to condemn other people or judge other people. Shame on us. Mm -hmm. If Jesus doesn't do that, why would we? You know? It's time to stop being stolen from, killed from, and destroyed from, but to step into that abundant life it talks about in John 10, 10. And everybody can have an abundant life. But how much better it would be to live life in abundance. And that, my friend, is what Jesus wants for you. The seed's already been planted today and before. We'd love to pray for you. 855-515-5550. Or go to our website, barbtv.org. And I am excited what God is doing for you. That when people constantly deal with this opposition all the time and it's a struggle and it's a hassle that you get to the point you basically want to give up he was scary to a four-year-old yeah and my mom was very timid and wouldn't speak very much now, what? now I'm like okay now what Lord and I, I see a 13 a number dropped before my face and I said 13 what does that mean and there was a bus coming down and had a number 13 on the bus. You went on. But what the Lord wants you guys to understand is that you got to know who you are. The kingdom is within you.